Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles We're in the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 22 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan I am Ethan, you can find me on Twitter at VivaLaEthan I'm Soda, you can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter Dude, I am so excited. But first, 22. What is the first person, first driver, first car that comes to your mind when you think 22? Bobby Allison. Nice. Just because Alabama. Oh, absolutely. Now, when I was a kid, it was Sterling Marlin and Bobby Labonte from the Maxwell House car. Mm, Okay. But Bobby Allison is the main one I think of. Yeah, I actually remember that 22 diecast car. Mm Mm-hmm. it was like blue and yeah. But like a Maxwell house can. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly like it actually. Um, I, when I think of 22, first off, I think of Taylor Swift because I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. I think of Ward Burton winning the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. Caterpillar. Yes. A Caterpillar Dodge. I thought that paint scheme was so ugly, but like now it's like one of the best. All those Caterpillar cars were ugly. They really were. Every every one of them. I mean, the trucks are ugly too. You know, the tractors but <laughs> still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So talking about uh, 22, I have some really fast statistics. So with the car number 22 in NASCAR, it has uh, 1,627 races. It's won 85 races. I'm about to say it had to have won a lot. Yeah, three. Because Bobby got a lot of them, but also, you know, Bobby Labonte did win some in it. and Or did he? He didn't win in that car. Who are you talking about? Bobby Labonte. He didn't win in that car. He didn't win until he got out of it. Um, yeah, he won. His first race was at 18. He was in the 18 car when he won the <laughs> Coke 600. Yeah, I don't think Bobby Labonte won. He didn't. I, I guess Logano was the next one. Anyway, yes. go ahead. So the 22 has had 393 top fives, mm. 665 top tens, 1,045 top, top 20s, and 78 polls. Now, do you want to guess who had the most wins driving the 22? Oh, let me think. If it's not Bobby, uh, Bobby Allison. Mm. Because he drove a 12 a lot yeah. also. And he, he had a couple other numbers. But 12 was his main number. Right. Uh, Fireball Roberts? Yes, sir. Ah, how about that? So he uh, has... And my one... phone is in airplane mode, by the way. I did not yeah. look that up. <laughs> um, it's Yeah, I did. I definitely did. Because <laughs> I wasn't going to get that. Um Fireball Fireball Roberts has 30 wins. Do you know who's second? Probably Logano. Yep. Joey Logano yeah. with 27. Then Bobby Allison with 17. Ward Burton. The old Miller American Buick. Yeah. Bobby Allison. Ward Burton only had five wins in the 22. That's three more than I thought he did. <laughs> uh, Red Byron also has two wins in it, but a lot of zeros, I see. So It's almost like you could probably name all the Burton wins if you thought hard enough. Well, I probably couldn't because I definitely not that much of a fan of him. He had, he was also in the, uh, not only Caterpillar, but the, uh, was it WMBNA or MBNA? Mm. What, what was that? What's that card is MBNA? Is oh, that it? 
Yeah. So it's like a, like a MasterCard. Yeah. I thought it was like, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was. That was before my time. But I thought always thought it had something to do with interstate batteries for some That's, reason. It's a credit card. Yeah. I did not know that. So <laughs> cool. So you started the episode today, and I have a funny feeling it's because of the big decision that was made yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, telling I, you. I know you got to be excited about this. And I, we we were, I mean, we haven't been, okay, we didn't call it initially, mm-hmm. but the last few weeks we we're like, yeah, it's, it really looks like this is what's going to happen. The yeah. only thing that's not happening is what's happening to Tyler Reddick. Yeah. My buddy, Dylan Allen, a couple weeks ago, he sent in that question asking where I would like for Kyle to land. And what what did I answer? Did I say... Stuart Haas. I think you did. I think you wanted I, him to be in the 41. Dylan, the let me tell you, I changed my mind. I am so, <laughs> so excited. So freaking excited to see Kyle Bush with RCR in a Chevy in welcome. I am super, super excited about this. I'm all jazzed up. So Kyle Bush signed with Roush initially. Like oh, his dude. very first oh. signature, like I mean, signature. I was, his very first ride a long time ago was with Roush. Yeah, and he and was then, sixteen. Yeah, and NASCAR put in that rule because of Kyle Busch that you couldn't compete unless you were eighteen. That, I mean, yes. it's a Kyle Busch rule, basically. It's what it Yo, is. Yeah, one of many. And, yeah, <laughs> and uh, after that, uh, the Roush thing fell through. He went with Hendrick. So he's was with Chevy. Yes. And then after the Chevy thing's done, he went with Toyota. So he's kind of coming back. I wouldn't say home. I would. Because Gibbs is really, I mean, that's where he really got the majority of his experience was Gibbs. And all his wins really came from Gibbs. I mean, with, with Hendrick, he had a few. But, I mean, Gibbs is his championships. But also, know? let's not forget that he was with Joe Gibbs for 15 years. He was only with Rick Hendrick for, what, through two years? And then Roush, he was only there for, like, a hot minute. I saw an interesting stat because Kyle Busch, 37 years old, mm-hmm. he is now on the same team that fielded Earnhardt's championships. Well, yeah. four, uh, six of them? Six championships? With, yeah, six of them. Because this one was with Mike Kerb. Right. Racing. There's a the number um two two. two. Yeah. yeah. So and that was seventy nine. Or a, a eighty. Okay, his rookie year was seventy nine. He won championship in eighty. That was yeah. with Mike Kerb racing. So the rest of his championships came in the three. At this point of his career. Dale Earnhardt had only had three championships. Which Kyle currently has two Cup Series championships. Kyle has about 20 more wins than Earnhardt did in the Cup Series. That's true. So, I mean, granted, Earnhardt raced until he was 49 years old. But, I mean, it ain't like Kyle can't. Let me ask you you this. Now, let's say the Daytona 500 – the 2023 Daytona 500 is tomorrow. Is Kyle Busch a championship contender in driving for RCR? Well, if Tyler Reddick can put that car in winter circle twice mm-hmm. on the way out the door, yeah, I have a feeling a two-time champion can do better. Is Kyle Busch going to have more wins than Tyler Reddick this year, next year? I think so. I think so. I I think he could win at least three. Oh, I absolutely agree. I I am saying that Kyle Busch is now the most dangerous entity to possibly win a Cup Series championship from this point moving forward. So we didn't really uh, focus in on exactly what happened. He signed with RCR. He's going to be in the eight car next year. Yes. He is uh, taking the place of Tyler Reddick who at this moment, as a recording, has not been bought out. Yes. They are they are buying a third or renting or something, a third charter. Yeah. And they're gonna basically just 
scavenge anybody they can and put together a makeshift team for Tyler Reddick's lame duck year in yeah. uh, at RCR. Yeah, it would and- be best for him. Mm-hmm. But I know our Richard Childress is like, no, you're going to pay me for this, right? Absolutely. Uh, it's It would be best for Tyler Reddick if they would just buy out that contract and move so, him on over. The question is, is Michael Jordan going to see the value of spending how much ever Tyler Reddick's contract is for the rest of his contract with RCR? Is MJ going to think that is a financially approving decision? You, I don't know. You, you know that's why Childers is not he – is, he is going to get paid for this contract. Absolutely. Because you know where he's going. He's oh, going yeah. to Michael Jordan. Jordan's got money. Oh, Jordan for can pay sure. for this contract if he really wants them. If Childers he really like, wants keep to. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's there has to be more uh, pieces of the puzzle to fall. We don't know what Kurt Busch is doing next season. So twenty three eleven openly said that they were not interested in getting a third charter, but they would if they had to. Yeah, I think so, I think it all comes down to Kurt Busch. I think if if Kurt Busch at the end of this year decides that's it, or maybe he'll come back for Homestead and says this is my last ride. This would be my last one. You know? Homestead or Phoenix? I'm sorry, Phoenix. I've okay. still got Homestead on the because he won his championship at Homestead. So right. I think Kurt yeah. Bush, Homestead, end of the year. That's what I think. Um, I miss that being the last track. I do too. I love that racetrack. Yeah, it's so much more fun than Phoenix to me personally. But I, I'm a traditionalist. I like ovals and not the trioval mm-hmm. thing that yeah. they got going on and the reconfigured Phoenix. I, uh, oh, I hate it. Yeah, put the. They put the dag on start finish line on the outside of turn two. Oh yeah, I, I know, I know it. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, man. Like, I I don't like that racetrack to begin with. I just I think it's it reminds me of Naz, Nazareth. Nobody uh, likes Nazareth. Yeah, that was brought up on the Dale Junior podcast this week. Did you happen to listen to that show? I did. I, I, I figured did you did. He brought up too. Nazareth. <laughs> Well, I remember Nazareth because of the uh, NASCAR video game, and I thought for the longest time it was just this made-up fantasy racetrack until I learned that it actually wasn't, and it was indeed shaped like that. I wonder why they were going to Jerusalem to race. So I realized, I realized oh, it was a Pennsylvania. Isn't that where God was born? <laughs> yeah, Jesus was born. Jesus of Nazareth, yes. No, in what did you just say? Jerusalem. Yeah. That yeah, place. I was like, I, I thought they were going to the Middle East to, to, uh, to <laughs> I didn't realize that there's a Nazareth, Pennsylvania, or whatever it is. I think I think it's Pennsylvania. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, I, it's up there in the Northeast. That's all I know. But yeah, it was a weird little track. But mm-hmm. why are we talking about Nazareth? What the heck? I don't know. Look. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> so, if you listen to the Dale Junior download, I listened to it today. Uh, a funny story was brought up when because Dale Junior the day before or two days before was tweeting all these weird things. And the one, the first one he tweeted was uh, a picture of a bush uh-huh. arrow and then an eight ball. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, it don't take a genius to figure out what he's trying to say here. Well, you know? hang on. Let's uh, slow down because it took me a good <laughs> solid minute. I was like, what is this tree? Bush to the eight. I didn't know that. I don't know why it took me so long. I had to like actually finally um, tweet it out. I was like, why am I not getting it? Why am I not understanding this? And GBM messages me or uh, tweets me. He's like, uh, Bush the eight. And I'm like, whoa, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was awesome. Oh my gosh. It took GBM to tell you what it was. <laughs> I love it. I, I messaged him and I was like, man, I've never been more proud of you. Uh, in my entire life, it was awesome. But uh, he tweeted that, and according to Junior, Kyle Bush like called him up and says, "Dude, what are you doing? Yeah, like what what are you doing?" He's like, "He's like, well, am I right?" It's like, "You got to tweet something else, man." <laughs> what so, do you want me to tweet? He's like, "I don't know, something, something else. Do the basketball thing or something." So then he started tweeting other things like Bush to the basketball, yeah, which meant Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan. Yeah, uh, that was uh, <laughs> oh so funny. <laughs> And he was talking about, uh, I highly recommend a Dale Jr. 
download once in a while because I, I don't listen to every episode. I do. But yeah, this episode I was really interested in because of all the uh, Kyle Bush talk and they were actually recording live while the announcement was happening. Mm. So that was really, it was really fun to listen to. Yeah. They're long super. shows. They're like three hour shows. So yeah, you better be ready for it. If you're going to jump into that one. Yes, sir. But he was also talking about, uh, he sent out a tweet, uh, wondering if there's any cup guys that would drive his late model mm-hmm. at the next, if North Wilkesboro does a, uh, a late model race for mm-hmm. the all-star race. Did we cap? Did we say anything about that last week? Did that happen after we recorded? What the, the Northwest for all-star race. It happened after we recorded because they canceled the dirt. And Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute then. Yeah, we will. But if North Wilkesboro has a late model race during the all-star weekend, Dale Jr. is like any cup drivers want to race one of my late models. And then Kyle Bush is like, I'd like to race one of your Chevrolet late models. Chevrolet. Like, well, what you talking about, Kyle? Are you team Chevy all of a sudden? You know, <laughs> you're not <laughs> team Chevy. Are you? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was a really good uh, insight to, you know, no, most of the time when there's a podcast like that, they normally wait until after the announcement, but mm-hmm. not the, not the download. No, they, well, it technically came out after the announcement. Right, all this stuff, but yeah, they were recording all this like minutes before the announcement, and everybody was like, "Dale, you broke the news." Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't. No more than anybody else was. Like, no, but he was the most prominent guy right. in NASCAR to say it. Of course, everybody's gonna look at and, him and say, "Oh yeah, he knows." You know, and that must that must really suck for for uh, Dale Jr. Because like, man, like he was kind of explaining. He just wanted to be a fan for a minute. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Hey man, everyone's putting out these conspiracies. Let me get, let me put mine out there." And then as soon as you know he does, like Kyle Bush calls him, "Hey man, you gotta get that <laughs> off there. You gotta advert their attention somewhere else, man. What are you doing?" And uh, it was funny. Did you watch the press conference? As much year? as I could, I have a signal booster now in my uh, truck to where I can actually uh, text and and do some things now because I work out in the woods. I mean, yeah. straight up woods. There's nothing near. There's a there is a little, it's not even a gas station. There is a country store about five miles from where we work. And everybody in the whole town goes there to get breakfast and lunch. That is it. That is the only thing out there is nothing but woods and oil wells. That's where I work. Do you, uh, we have a hill mm-hmm. that we can get pretty good service <laughs> that we get. I'm, I'm not lying. There's a hill. <laughs> right. And you, you know, when somebody's parked there, they on the phone, uh, you know, yeah. And I, I parked on that hill. I was like, well, let me just park right here and just watch this announcement real quick. And I, it came in and out, but it uh, I got the gist of it. And well, I, I was there when it when it came up, when the well, main announcement was made. I'll tell you, if we can steal a little seg- segment from Door Pumper Clear of what an idiot, whoever was controlling that audio, man, oh, that was so infuriating. Because I was laying in bed and I was watching. And I was... Like the audio was like perfect up until you know Kyle came out, then it started chopping and it would like buffer for 10 or for like 10 seconds to 30 seconds, and you're just like, Bro, what's going on? So I didn't actually listen, uh, I didn't hear him say that, but did you happen to <laughs> hear what he said like to start off the announcement? I didn't understand, I, I think it was kind of breaking up right there oh. when he was starting it off. It something like welcome, something, something to do with welcome. I don't. He says, uh, I don't know exactly what he was trying to do. He said, like, welcome. Uh, no, I don't know if this is word for word, but he said something along the lines of, welcome to the announcement that's already been announced <laughs> <laughs> about Dale Jr. And uh, that was super cool. And just to, you know, really fast, Kyle Bush announced that he was going to the number eight car, just so happens to be on the same day of my nephew's eighth birthday. <laughs> Connect that with me. I was born on the eighth. So the eight has always been my number besides the 18, but that was more biased. I'm telling you there's connections, man. A lot of connections. Happy birthday, Sebastian, by the way. <laughs> well, I would say, you know what day the day 500 is going to be on, but it's not going to be on the 18th. It's on the 19th. Oh, is it? Oh, well. I was like, dang. if it was on the 18th, that would be kind of fun, but it's well, not. 
I thought if you were going to say it was going to be on February 8th, I was like, well, that's my birthday. Well, it's February 8th is like a Wednesday before the clash. That's true. That's way early. Well, I know. (laughs) Well, the duels used to be on my birthday. That would be the 16th this year. Wow. That's okay. It's because they're pushing Super Bowl back nowadays. The Super Bowl has like an extra. They they tend to, a lot of years, they, they got to where they push it back a week. Because, you know, they, college football's got to fit their championship game in now. Yep. And then the Super Bowl. And then the Daytona 500. NASCAR don't want nothing to do with all the football stuff to start off their year. Get all that stuff out of the way, and then they start NASCAR. You know, like last yeah. year, to do it in the clash the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Or the, no, it was a week before the Super Bowl. Yeah. I was like, it was like the week before or something. I don't know. But we can look at that schedule. Well, we're gonna we're we're gonna hold off. We're gonna do mm-hmm. the schedule on the next episode. They released all the schedules. We're gonna go through all that on the next episode. We, oh uh, yeah, we're gonna record a couple of episodes tonight. Just we all have weird schedules, and we have it lined up to where we can record a couple of episodes. So that's what we're gonna do. Yep. I got Disney in a week. Oh, so, sweet. Yeah. Next Friday, we're taking off and going to Disney World. Awesome. Two days, so it won't be but a, a lot, but still. it take four days total, like a day to get down there and two days there and a day to get back. Yeah, I will be at work. <laughs> um, So getting back to the Kyle Busch thing here, it only would have been more perfect if he was in the three. Mm. Honestly, I've... Childress listens to our show. Oh, yeah. Don't you it, know? He, he listens to our show. He has to. Because he said the same thing that I said like in our second or third episode. He said Kyle Bush is like Earnhardt today, pretty much. He said, yeah. I didn't, I've only seen that look in Kyle Bush's eyes in one other place, and that was Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. Like, okay, that might have been owner speak or whatever. Sure. But he listened to our show. I said the same thing months ago. Yeah, and I've been saying it for years. So, I mean, <laughs> I we're all on the same page over here. I honestly think, I know, man, it's gonna, it would be it would have been hard to try to get Austin Dillon out of that three. Mm. You know, being Childress's grandson and all that. But, man, I wish he was in that three. So, I'm actually on the other side of the fence. I'm actually very happy that he's not in uh in the number three it would be something it'd be a little bit different if maybe the three and, and i know dale Earnhardt jr has been very vocal about this on on reddit and other social media platforms but if kyle bush went to the three i would much rather him being in a different font of three mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter i mean 30 40, 50 years from now, if Kyle Bush is in that three car with the same font, everyone is going to associate that number with Dale Earnhardt. Oh, so yeah. he'll never get his legacy. I'm perfectly okay with Kyle Bush being in the eight car. I yeah, the you saw the eights font that he used. That was like all block, yeah. a block font, almost like a college uh style font, like you would see on a jersey. Right. It's just slanted. You know, the numbers are slanted. But I don't know why they don't – I mean, I know why, but then I'm, at the same time, I'm like, why would you still do this, though? Right. Like, why don't they use that font for the three? I think they should widen the number a little bit. The number's so skinny. If it's a one single digit like that, they shouldn't make a little skinny number on the side of the car. It looks bare. You know, I think I, they should widen the number some. But, I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Just yeah. stretch the width of it a little bit. Not yeah, much, maybe like a by a by a third or maybe a quarter, just to just to stretch it out a little bit on the side of the car. Yeah, because you don't have that problem when you have two numbers on the side of the car; it fills up the door, you know. But I don't know why they don't use that block font for the three. So nowadays, I I I don't know. I mean, you would think it would make sense if they did, but my question about this whole Kyle Busch thing. Now, I was listening to lap traffic podcast uh just a few minutes ago and they said something i did not hear this um on social media but they said it so they said that some of his sponsors are going with him hmm you think yeah, that's i haven't inter- heard that either you think that's interstate batteries i don't know 
pedigree? Well, see, no, pedigree is part of the Mars thing, though. Mm. So, I mean, I would love to see that interstate battery paint scheme on a number eight Chevy. That'd be really cool. What all is Kyle's? Kyle's only been. What's his his main sponsors are Interstates, M and M's, Mars, and that's with Pedigree. And other than that, I mean, he had a Stanley, didn't he, or Dewalt, or was it just Stanley? Uh, it was Dewalt. Dewalt. It was Stanley last year, but it was Dewalt well, this see, year. Dewalt has never been. They're not really team, uh, oriented like team focus, mm-hmm. like team exclusive, because they used to be with Roush. Right. So maybe that's one that'll jump. I've never seen Interstate with anybody but Gibbs. Yeah, that's true. But hey, I mean, I don't know who else it, I mean, Mars and like the little, you know, sponsorships like, um, was it Simons? It's like S I M M I O N S or something, Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't, I mean, I don't know right off the top of my head, but I'm guessing I would really, really guess that. Um, Rowdy Energy. Oh maybe, yeah, I'm sure Rowdy you know, will be on that car somewhere. I'm I'm just really excited about it. Yeah, there was talks of him getting the uh, 51 car, too, like a third charter with a 51. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. I kind of, I mean, I don't know if it would have been any better or not because the eight has a, has a historic has? significance with you know anything. Not maybe necessarily Childress, but Anything Earnhardt related, and if you think Childress, you think Earnhardt. Yeah. Do you, so I don't, the do numbers kind of connect. Do you think that? Because I mean, obviously, with Tyler Reddick, hearing that uh, RCR is going to keep him next year and just bring in, you know, uh, I don't know if they're renting one or if they actually bought one. I think it's just renting. Uh, I heard that they are renting from Rick Ware Racing, hmm. and if that's the case, holy moly! I, if I was Tyler Reddick, I would be going up to Denny Hamlin saying, please convince MJ to buy out my contract. You know how much, you know, I mean, for Reddick, that would be the longest season of his life. Mm-hmm. Oh, be. my goodness. Driving uh, essentially a Rick Ware racing car. Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> well, would he be? He wouldn't be buying the car, though. He'd just be buying the charter, right? Well, that's I mean, true. they would. Yeah, they, it would still be a children's car. The problem yeah. is that it would be a makeshift crew that, chief and crew, and and he get third rate equipment. That's very true. I don't know why. I just assume that he'd be race, <laughs> driving a Rick Ware racing race car. I don't. Wow. That I'm tired. Listen, <laughs> I'm so jazzed up that I'm not making sense. Good lord. So that's a awesome, awesome deal for Kyle Busch. Made a lot of news. Uh, a lot of people are happy for him. He is legit going to be in his 20th Daytona 500 yeah. in 2023, driving the eight car. A team that just won at Daytona. Mm-hmm. The three just won the Daytona race. I mean, he's got to be one of the better restrictor plate drivers, or I'm sorry, they're not really restrictor plate races anymore. One of the better super speedway drivers mm-hmm. in the stable now. So, am I going to get to see his first Daytona 500 win? Listen, oh, listen, I, I, if I wanted to, I wanted to go to the to the Daytona 500 really, really bad before this. If the 2023 Daytona 500 is not the Daytona 500 for a Kyle Busch fan to go to, I don't know what I don't know what is. So. I am working on it. It is not going to happen, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Holy moly. I cannot miss that. I'll wear my new uh, Rowdy Energy shirt. All right. You know what? (laughs) We can use all the support we can get. All right. We're going to take a little break, and when we come right back after this, we're going to talk about Kansas. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favorite to ask of you. 
Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. So Kansas was this weekend. We have our 18th different winner. Yes, 18 different winners. Bubba Wallace won Kansas. And wow. this wasn't no rain delay thing. It wasn't no shortened race. It wasn't a restrictor plate race where you just randomly become the leader at you know one point for four or five laps and you're the mm-hmm. winner. It wasn't like that. He's straight up like dominated the last part of this race. Oh, yeah. So... Kudos to him. The only thing I wish would be different is that he would just get over the hater thing that he's just stuck on. Right. And just enjoy the dang win. I mean, enjoy it. Yeah. But he's just, man, I wish he would just not even think about it, not even acknowledge it. If you keep winning, no need to acknowledge it. It all takes right. care of itself. Right. About knock something off the table. Sorry about that. <laughs> Did you uh, get to catch any of Kansas? I was there. You were there. That's right. I yes. was, was going to talk about that. I'm glad yes. you mentioned that. I Tell was, me about your weekend. Yes, I was there in person, live and in color. Uh, it, let me just start by saying I am completely biased when I say this. Kansas Speedway is the best intermediate racetrack NASCAR has right now. Well, I, I'll go with that. Right there with Charlotte. Charlotte is fantastic as well. Uh, those two are my go-tos. I love, love, love watching NASCAR Cup Series or Xfinity uh, Truck Series at Kansas Speedway. It is always a banger of a race. And this one was n- absolutely no exception. Like uh, from Well, there for the first part of it, I thought Alex Bowman was going to get me my first win. <laughs> I was like, man, you dang right. Let's do this. Man. Oh my goodness. I love everything that happened. Uh, you know, I just wish Bubba Wallace was in the 23. That would kind of make me a little bit more happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's really cool. It'll be a really cool story because obviously I collect the diecast of the races that I was actually at. So I'm going to have two, back-to-back 45s in the same yeah. year from two different drivers. Um, so it's going to be, I mean, just that's more of an OCD thing for me <laughs> more than anything. Uh, but, man, it was, how was it on watching on TV? Uh, well, the craziest parts were always restarts. Oh, you ain't. I mean, that, yeah. I didn't get to catch every bit of it live. Hmm. But I got to catch a good portion of it at the beginning. I wasn't able to catch most of the middle, but then I come back for the end of it. And, well, Bubba Wallace stunk it up at the end. Yeah. I mean, Hamlin was trying to chase him down. But, I mean, even if Hamlin got there, he wasn't going to do nothing crazy to knock Bubba Wallace out of the way or anything. He knew he wasn't going to do that. But the race came across really, really well. And I a lot of drama with playoff, playoff drivers again. A lot of drama. I will tell you, well, when we're talking about the Cup Series race, I don't know if you watched the truck race or Xfinity. I just saw clips, pretty much. So that truck race was the greatest truck race I have ever been to. That had so much emotion. And, you know, it, when you're actually at the racetrack, you don't hear the commentators. You, They mm-hmm. are, you know, I mean, if their race cars are not, turned on and racing you could hear the commentary perfectly fine but as soon as those engines start you can't hear nothing so you kind of have to for me i was using the nascar app to kind of track how many more laps of the stage and all that stuff and so i kind of had an advantage because not a lot of people were were doing that so i was sitting there watching the pit strategy uh of carson hosfar coming in uh short pitting really early and I was sitting there and 40 laps to go and Nemechek, you know, has way fresher tires, all this stuff. I was like, oh, well, I mean, if he can just hold a pretty line, like he'll, he'll win this race. 
and it was, you know, 40 laps, 30 laps, 20 laps, 10 laps. And you're like, wait a minute. Like he's not, he's like six seconds behind with 10 laps to go. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Then wait a minute. Hostfire might win this race. And eventually I don't know who, what the lap traffic truck was. Uh, he had to slow way down and he, it cost him like four seconds or yeah, like four seconds or something. And that's how, um, John Hunter Nemechek was able to pass him on the last lap, Mm. kicking him out (laughs) of the playoffs. And, oh, man, I mean, everybody in that stadium was – stadium. Everybody at that racetrack was, like, just holding their breath, like, whoa. Because it was, I think, entrance of turn one when um, he finally passed him for the lead on the last lap. So you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So obviously when that happened, everybody, there was a lot of booing going on actually because everybody wants to see Carson. Yeah. Carson? Carson mm-hmm. Osovar? Yeah. Um, but a really cool thing um, about kind of kind of going back to the Kyle Busch thing, I heard that all the drivers are all associated with Toyota. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to have to find three new drivers. And you know what? You know who drives a Chevy in the truck series? Who's that? Carson Hosovar. <laughs> and I am so excited. I even made a tweet about it earlier today saying I cannot wait to hear Carson say that he's going to KBM uh, in a Chevy, which is so weird to say. I'm super excited about that. Uh, Xfinity, really fast, kind of a short, you know, rain shortened race. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really cool. Got to watch the race from the suites. First time ever happening, you know, that happening. There was all you could eat food bartenders drinks were free everything was free um because i mean the cost of that suite was probably more than i would ever be able to pay uh but man the rain came and just kind of ruined everything but at least you were inside yeah well (laughs) i wish i was we actually um took that that little break there was a caution and um my driver and I wanted to go down to kind of see what's, you know, the souvenir shop and stuff. So we were actually outside the racetrack, and that's when it started pouring. So we did get stuck I, out in it. I've but, been there. But uh, really cool to see Noah Gregson get his fifth win of the season. Lionel Racing actually has that race, race version diecast car of Noah Gregson and Bubble Walls up for pre-order right now. I got both of mine already pre-ordered and I'm super stoked about it. It should come with like uh the rain shortened races should come with like a tarp. Oh, how cool would that be? And like little rain droplets on the car. Yes, that would be fantastic. <laughs> At least the tarp. Right. They they should the the rain shortened wind should come with a tarp that you could put over it. Yeah, I mean Denny Hamlin, that offer pad Darlington came with a spare tire, so mm-hmm. maybe we're getting into accessories. You were uh, talking about uh, not being able to hear the announcers once the race started because yeah. the, the tracks play MRN radio. Yes. That's what they do. Uh, so you're not hearing the ESPN or NBC, USA, Fox, whatever's going on. You're not hearing any of that. You're hearing whatever you hear on the radio, yeah. which honestly, they do a better job calling the race anyway because they, really they make do. it way more exciting than it actually is sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, at Talladega and Daytona, it's it's a completely different experience because they only, they only run by you for like three seconds and the track is 50 seconds long, you know? So you hear everything and you just hear the roar in the background. I never even thought about that. Yeah. So they they get the green flag and then, you know, here they come, you hear the, the engines, they're revving up and everything and they, they take off in the turn one and you hear the announcers perfectly. Wow. As they go all the way through and you can sit there, uh, you can listen to them and people start reacting when they talk about this guy's to the inside. You know, they get really excited. No way. And, stuff. Wow. and they go up and turn three and four. You can see them on the banking again. And oh, yeah. everybody starts screaming because their drivers, you know, mo- making moves and the MRN announcers going crazy and they come close to you. Then the announcers kind of fade away. Oh, man. And here they come for like three or four seconds. And then you hear the announcers perfectly again. It's it was it's like that 188 times at Talladega. Dude, you're hyping me up. <laughs> I want to go to Daytona so bad now. Just after hearing that, like, let's go. Oh man, 
Well, the next <laughs> two races I'm going to go to are going to be the super speedways because I'm going to Talladega mm-hmm. in three weeks and I'm going to uh, Daytona. Yeah. In February, awesome. man. I, I, we got to make up for the 2020 Daytona 500 because I got to see 20 laps of it and then I was soaked. Yeah. Just head to toe soaked. And you know, rain. like just thinking out loud, it can't be that much, right? If I, if I get a ticket and then I book a hotel and I book a flight, like it well, shouldn't be that bad. Daytona hotels in that area get a little pricey. We tend to uh, stop like an hour and a half or so before we get there mm. at a cheaper area. Sure. And then we continue on down to Daytona for that. Like we don't spend, we, we haven't spent all speed weeks there yet. You well, know what I mean? Like we haven't been there yeah. for the duels and then the Arca and Xfinity and truck and then cut. We haven't done all that. Cause yeah, Lord knows that a cost. Oh, so, I'm not doing that. I just want the 500. <clears throat> yeah. The Daytona 500 ticket itself. I want to say it's, it's, it's comparable to cheap WrestleMania tickets, I think. Okay. Like about a, a buck seventy five. Sure. Somewhere in there. That's that's about a cheap WrestleMania ticket, about 175, 200 bucks. Really? I want to say it's about in that range, but I don't remember uh, exactly mm. what it was. And it all depends on where you sit too. And I mean, honestly, like I will pay. I'll pay five hundred for a uh, five hundred ticket. Oh, you could. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I, if I'm going to go to a Daytona 500, you best believe your bottom dollar. I am going to make it as much of a surreal, you know, opportunity as I possibly can. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I might have to just look into it. I might just have to do a lot of overtime. <laughs> uh, I got a question, though, about back to Kansas. So, is a playoff driver going to win in the playoffs this year? I'm going to say <laughs> maybe, just not like at Kansas. Are, are we going to Arlington? We just going to like not have any playoff drivers win for the rest of the year? Is that what's happening here? Because I mean, I, I would be you spend nice. all however many weeks at the beginning of the year, you know, getting all these wins accumulate to get into the playoffs, and when we get to playoffs, then I win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plot plot twist right there but you know what's cool about it is like the last three weeks we've seen three drivers who don't particularly win a lot mm-hmm. yeah austin Dillon, eric jones and bubba waltz i know so that's really cool I, I mean i guess i mean it's gonna come to an end when kyle bush wins at bristol so i mean we just better enjoy it now what did i see did i see six is that right six first time winners this year I have who oh, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, who is it? Tyler Reddick, Austin Ross Chastain, Austin Cindric. It was Briscoe. Briscoe, first yeah. time winner. Yeah, that's four. Uh, but I think those Chris, Suarez. No. Suarez, yeah, that's five. I, uh, I think there's another one. Oh, I'm pretty sure there's another one. I want to say there's six first time winners this year. Just crazy. Uh, I don't know. I'm only counting five. I want to say there's another one, but that's just me, you know, looking at the top of my head here. But anyway, it's just, it's amazing. This year has been something else. Yeah. It's been fantastic. I'm looking through, looking through real quick. I know I'm doing the, the exact same thing and I'm only counting five. I could have swore there was six. That's but I mean, still five is unreal. And I mean, Christopher Bell and uh, Bubba Wallace getting just their mm-hmm. second. You know, I mean, there's maybe a that's lot. it. That's the stat I was saying. That there was like at that point there was six people that have won, like maybe their first two races this year. Yeah, or maybe there was like seven or eight people that had won their first three or four races total in all yeah, their whole career like this that. year. Just man, crazy stuff. Crazy year. I don't, I don't know when we'll ever see another year like this. If we ever will. I don't know. I mean, this next gen, it seems like it's so unpredictable that I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't doubt it. So I don't remember who all we picked to not make the, the first round playoffs. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't listen. I made the picks and I just picked random people and I don't remember who I picked. But right now, Kyle Bush is two out. Mm-hmm. Austin Dillon's three out. Chase Briscoe's nine out. Kevin Harvick is 35 points out. He is straight up. I have to win. Yes. If Kevin Harvick does not win, yeah, he's, he's out. He's done. Because there's only going to be like 36 people in the next race. Something right. like that. 36. I haven't seen the official entry list, but it's typically around 36 to 38 people. And each one's a point. So, I mean, don't take a rocket scientist to see that he's going to have to win and have like Austin. You know, even so, Austin Cedric's two in. Right. So, yeah, Harvick's got to win. Straight up got to win. It looks like there are four people that are pretty much clinched to the next round. Christopher Bell is leading the points, man. Yeah. Christopher <laughs> Bell has been on an absolute tear this uh, very quietly, though. He's been very quietly, like, consistent. Yeah, he's just finishing up front and not wrecking. Yeah, he's rocking and rolling. So Bell's in by 58 points. Byron's in by 48 points. Hamlin's in by 47, and Logano's in by 40. All four of those are good. Yeah. They're, they're good. They're making it to the next round. Blaney is in by 36 points. So he is basically good. Basically. Like Kyle Bush would have to win and dominate and Blaney finished dead last for yeah. there to be a thing there. But even so, you know, Kyle Bush would go in if he won and dominated because he won. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Bowman is 30 to the good. So he's pretty good too. Chase Elliott's pretty good, 28. Larson's pretty good, 27. Chastain's pretty good, 26. Then you get the last three. Suarez is only six to the good. Reddick's only two to the good. And Cendric's only two to the good. So you basically have a tie for the last spot. Or the next, you know, the last two spots are tied. Yeah. And at the same time, if... Kyle Busch or Austin Dillon or Briscoe or Harvick win us the race, they're in. So that bumps Cendric out. Yeah. If that's the tiebreaker, because Reddick and Cendric are tied. And I don't know how they have it listed here. I don't know why it's listed in this particular order, but they're tied at the bottom of the line. There's a lot that could happen between these points-wise at six drivers, but then you got to look at Harvick, and he's just going to go as far as he can just to try to win the race. There's no telling yeah. what Harvick's going to do to win this race. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, Kevin Harvick, he pretty much had the race won last time, uh, last season, but that's where the Chase Elliott thing came in and pretty much slowed him down for Kyle Larson to get around him and uh, save his car after Harvick tried to, you know, turn straight into the wall. Do you remember that? I do. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. It was uh, Larson was driving that really clean looking red uh, <laughs> Valvoline. Oh, I yeah. love that paint scheme. Good lord! But that subway, the subway paint scheme for Harvick is fantastic. I love it so much. And then the uh, Hooters, I loved everything about that race. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Bristol for a little bit. Yeah, this is the only. I say. I was going to say asphalt, but it's concrete actually, but it's the only, uh, non dirt Bristol race this year, night race and always a little crazy. There's always something going on here because the track is so fast and so small and you get all these guys on top of each other like this. And then you have championship playoffs and all this thrown into it. There's no telling what's going to happen to this race. It's just one of those that, Anybody out there that's ever on the fence about watching NASCAR, I highly encourage you to tune in Saturday night. Not just tune in. This was back in 2017. This was my very first ever time going to a NASCAR Cup Series race. So I sat there, watched every every 500 laps. That doesn't make no sense. <laughs> I watched all 500 laps, and I was as giddy on lap 500 than I was on lap one. If you have ever wanted to even remotely go 
to a NASCAR race, Bristol, Tennessee, the the uh, Bass Pro 500, whatever it's called, the Bristol Night Race for the NASCAR Cup Series is the ticket to go to. It's it's like a football stadium with yeah. a racetrack in the middle. Yeah, it's there's not a bad seat in the house. And whatever, if you guys ever go to Bristol, whether it's dirt or not, bring uh, ear protection of some sort. Oh, yeah. Good night, nurse. That was un... My head was rigging for, I'm not kidding, like three, four days afterwards. It was unreal. I felt like I had a concussion because I didn't wear earplugs. And that 2017, do you know who won that race? Uh, Now, top of my head, I don't. Oh, Kyle Kyle Busch, Busch. Yeah, Yes. Kyle was swept the weekend for the second time. Yeah, I I told you my brain gets fuzzy when it comes to NASCAR <laughs> after about two thousand one or so. I mean, I can hit some of the big races, but I can't hit all of them like I used to be able to. Oh yeah, for sure. But maybe it's just because I'm old. Um, so I have look. I've lost motivation. I haven't uh, tallied up the totals and the average finishes yet i'll do it i'll do it this week before we start the next one um i'm because i'm not winning i have no shot (laughs) yeah i have completely lost motivation to do it like immediately after the race yeah so here it is wednesday night and i still haven't done it but i do have the list here and uh, my pick actually had a good race he finished 10th your pick had a better race he finished fourth yeah my pick was suarez your picks was alex bowman who do you have? Because you're going first. Mm-hmm. Who do you have for the Bristol race? You know, I thought about this when I was in the hospital with COVID. And I was probably, this is the pick that I'm most excited about because I feel like it could absolutely happen. I am going with Christopher Bell. Ah, that coming. Is that who you were going to go? That's what I was going to do. Yes. Yes. It's good to be a winner. First. Yeah, it's good to be first. first. Actually, I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm looking at my thing now. I couldn't. I couldn't do it anyway. So, The last time I picked Mr. Christopher Bell just to save you more time was... Hello. Hello. Where... Have I picked Christopher Bell yet? I no. have not. This is my first time picking Christopher Bell, and I'm really excited about it. Shame on you. He's a Gibbs guy. He Even though you're not a Gibbs guy anymore. I am not a Gibbs guy. <laughs> I I tell you what, ever since Tuesday, and I'm I swear on my life, I this is so funny. Ever since Tuesday, I swear I have like Ty Gibbs is like the biggest crybaby I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I don't. As soon as I can get some some money up, I'm switching my Toyota out for a Chevy Silverado. <laughs> like, oh, it's so funny. I I think Ty Gibbs is definitely gonna be a kid that I'm. I don't know. I like him. That's the thing. I just I've been very sour on him. I have somebody. Oh yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I actually have only picked him once, and that's a shock. I'm picking Chase Elliott. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I didn't know I could still pick him. You know what? I'm actually more confident in Christopher Bell. I think Christopher yeah, Bell's probably going. So. You know, I mean, Chase Elliott's good, though. Like, he's he's not bad at Bristol. He's not. He's, he's pretty solid. He's usually, If he ever gets into trouble, it's usually because he, he's up front racing somebody. Yeah. Is, has he won at Bristol? I don't know. I don't think so. But... That's, but I mean, he's a, he's solid though. Oh, so you know, solid. so yeah. I'm surprised I haven't picked him yet. Hmm. Well, how about that? I, I have picked him. I picked him at Indy, but I picked but him. That's at Dakota. I think I've only picked him once, haven't I? No, you picked you picked him twice. You picked him. Oh, you picked Vegas. Him at Vegas, Coda, Coda. Yeah, that's it. Okay. He actually got you a ninth. And a fourth. Yeah. So not, not too shabby no, of a that's, pick. That's ahead of where Suarez got me the other day. Yep. So I think that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, we want to thank our podcast draft, drafting drafting partners. Wow. Drafting? Drafting. <laughs> Hans and Franz, drafting partners. 
I want to thank the uh, drafting partners this week. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. You know, uh, that's your. <laughs> <laughs> this train has derailed so quickly. Fully Postal Wrestling Figure Podcast. Drunk Wrestling History. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Come on, guys. Bring back a show. We, we got NFL going. Come on, guys. NFL. Yeah, yeah, the NFL's going. Bring, let's talk some football. Bring it back. And I'm, I stunk up their, their uh, FanDuel thing. This nice. week, like I always do, I just I stunk it up. I always do. Is that a good thing? No, I, I I'm bad. I'm oh. bad at picking fancy. I'm good at picking <laughs> fancy NASCAR. I'm bad at picking fancy football. And you're still losing in that too. Yeah. <laughs> NASCAR's so unpredictable though. That is it's very true. So unpredictable. But once in a while, you almost win one of these things. It's like you finish twelfth. Oh know, yeah. Out of twenty thousand people. <laughs> yeah. And once in a while, you're leading it. And then, you know, some like tire blows on somebody's car and you have to make a pit stop and your guy that, that you need loses three spots and all of a sudden you're back in 400th. And you're yeah. winning five bucks. Like, <laughs> Anyway, I don't know why I do it. The thrill, I guess. Uh, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, the Lap Traffic Podcast. And hey, a shout out for the... the, the Dale Jr. download too. I mean, yeah, for sure. It's an awesome show. I'm sure they listen to us and they'll do the same for us. Uh, Jason Wolf, uh, excellent artist, uh, really good with his uh, custom Hasbro's and stuff. I love his work. And Big Underscore Bane with the intro music and the new music coming out this week. And Spider's yes. Beard Co. I buy stuff from there a lot. I'm using that fall stuff I bought last year actually, right now. Nice. So who you got? So I don't know why. Hang on. I just lost that train of thought. What was I thinking of? You don't know why. I just. Oh, so you're talking about Dale Jr. Download listening to us and stuff. Mm. Like I'm the one that sent. I'm the one that told Dale to send the the tweet. Rip my mask off. It was me, Kyle. It was me all along. Uh, So definitely uh, my podcast drafting partners breaker and bane's power hour um of course you know it's fake right tb toy cast uh, no holes barred with bill Venus, which i'm pretty sure might be almost done with their hiatus maybe we got the legendary tales from the estate with drew and his wife caitlin and i you know what i have another one another topic i was i don't know i was reading something and uh, something on the internet and it's this was about like teachers not having like enough appreciation for like teachers and stuff so my top five for them top five favorite teachers growing up and you know obviously that's gonna we're not gonna know what their teachers are so they're gonna Mm -hmm. have to kind of cast a little bit of a spotlight I don't even think I can name five of my teachers. I know I can't. <laughs> no, sir. Um, so, yeah, maybe, you know, get a little bit of a spotlight on local teachers and stuff. Um, also, pulling up a chair with a chair shot. Tim from Twitter. Well, I, I just butchered that. But you heard it earlier. Uh, go check out pulling up a chair with our friend Tim, a chair shot on Twitter golly uh rowdy energy the official energy drink of in the marbles with soda and ethan also shout out to my good friend john brown who he stopped by the old snapchat machine and uh left some really encouraging comments about the show saying that he listens and um he works at a a rock quarry and he listens to our show to uh kind of pass by i was actually just involved with his wedding um just a few weeks ago so Shout out John Brown. I used to uh, I used to pick up this stuff we called slurry. It was like a lime mixture. Oh, uh, at a at a rock quarry before it was a uh, well rock. It's it's white marble that they're okay. that they're like crushing and and you know whatever they whatever the terms that you use for all that. But God, that's a loud place to work. Oh my gosh, the conveyor belts, nothing but rocks going across and they're falling into a big pile. Man, what a loud place to work. He, oh, yeah. I hope he's got air protection. I'm sure he probably does. He has <laughs> uh, his headphones in. He's listening to In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. 
Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. If you could please follow us on all the social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram at in the marbles pod. And you can also find us on Facebook. You can email the show, any questions, anytime in the marbles pod at gmail.com. And you can also go to watermaneuver.net, hit the search by store tab in the top left corner. And we're there under in the marbles, three designs, really cool designs and, uh, Check them out. That's a really good way to support the show. And uh, before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? As always, peace, love, and all the above. And we'll see you next time in the marbles.